This week, we're boldly going where no hottie has gone before. It's time for the fourth installment of our most popular series, Just Stop. And do we have some good ones for you. We're talking about fighting the algorithm, getting paid in full, and hunting for unicorns. Let's go! Hi, I'm Rebecca of Studio Plum. And I'm Sean of Renstead Interiors. We're interior designers. Turned internet friends. Turned real life friends. Welcome to the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. We're not that hot. Or that young. Every week, we'll be spilling the tea on how a new generation of interior designers can run their businesses. Welcome Welcome to to the the club. club. Hey, Sean. What's up, Rebecca? It's like summer. It is summer. I mean, it's not. Cecily wanted to know this morning if it was technically summer. And as we record this, it is not technically summer. But it is like 100 degrees here, so. Oh, that just made me excited for something. What? Midsummers is like a big kind of Scandinavian. A lot of European countries celebrate it. You know, the equinox of summer. So mm-hmm. my family and their Danish heritage, we celebrate midsummers. And, but it was mainly for family. But we didn't get to have a midsummer party last year with friends and everybody. And this year we do get to. So that'll be cool. Yeah. Are you hosting one? Yes. I don't know what we're doing yet. It's really hard to put stuff together because it's like got to be a, everyone must be vaccinated. It can't be giant because I'm not going to have a hundred, I'm not going to have a bunch of people through my house. Like, well, no, yeah, you should. And we don't have a pool. So there's a limitation to like what you do during that type of party, mostly just drinking and eating. Yeah. I mean, what else do you need besides a little (laughs) splash? Yeah. Anyway, um, okay. Yeah. That's not okay. anything related, but yes, it's summer basically. So, housekeeping. Ooh. Yeah, we got a good one. We are you guys, early birds. We, I don't know what got into us, but someone put a fire under us and we booked all of our arrangements to go to High Point in October. Yay. And oh, yeah, finally, it's going to be our first time. So, If you've been wondering and thinking, you should do it. I mean, if you didn't do Vegas and you were like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do something else. Get it together. October's far enough away. You can still make arrangements. There's plenty of ways to value engineer the trip. Get a friend. Yeah, we're going as a little group. If Vegas is Disneyland, High Point is Disney Disney World World and Epcot Center. Yeah, you're doing like everything. So we are doing that. It's going to be a big deal. And we have just been noticing flights are still fine, but hotels and places to stay are not, you know, there's not a lot, especially if you're bougie like us and (laughs) don't want to sleep on someone's kid's bed. Yeah, I don't want to sleep in a race car bed. I agree with you. I'm not doing that. There's a lot of Airbnbs that it seems like people probably just like rent their personal homes out during that time because sure, it's a way to make a quick spot of cash. But yeah, no, I don't want that. I don't want that environment. No, I, yeah. So anyway, book now and hopefully we can do some kind of meetup or something. We don't know what we're going to do, but 
I'm cautiously optimistic that there's going to be some better, some like in-person speaker series and events and more showroom stuff happening by October. The world is looking different week by week. So I'm excited for it. Yes. Let's jump into our fizzle and sizzle of the week. Um, Let's do it a little bit different. Like live on the air, try something different. Let's each share our, our fizzle first and then our sizzles. So fizzle, fizzle, sizzle, sizzle. Yeah, let's do it. That's how Cecily always makes us do. Let's get them <laughs> out. Pal- like, let's get all the fizzles out of the way. Okay. Okay. My fizzle is that for quite a long time, I had fallen off of my Instagram posting and using Planoly to schedule like a week in advance and do all of that. And, and, I don't know. It was just, it's hard. Like I hadn't felt motivated finding content, sharing old photos, but it's like, they're old to me, but they're not to everyone else. But I just fell off the wagon and I, you know, we all start the year thinking like, Oh, I'm going to have this amazing Instagram strategy this year. And it just wasn't happening. (laughs) So (laughs) yes, I'm just, I'm just barely starting to get back in the groove of posting regularly again. And pulling myself together to post on stories. So if anyone else out there, the hotties are listening and you're feeling like I fell off, I haven't been doing something regularly. I know I want to like, there's no, there's no like big event that's going to happen to make me rip off the bandaid. I just had to start getting back into it. Well, but you went back into it by going viral on reels. Well, hold that thought. Cause I'm going to talk about that with the sizzle. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Um, Spoiler alert. Yeah. So my fizzle is just like straight up mom town. (laughs) It's like (laughs) we're already summer break started in our household this week in May. And it's just, it's just, I'm not ready. Like there's just been too much of this already for the last year and a half. Yeah, like there goes the rest of your life life. (laughs) like we had like we only got like six weeks of school in it feels like and now we're pulling it together so and this is also the first summer that so cecily's six and a half it's her first summer that i feel like she's like woohoo like threw her backpack in the air school's out for summer mode Oh, yeah. Like, it's really exciting now. Yeah. And I'm like, um, yeah, but you're still gonna have some school childcare style. What did she think? She was just gonna be at home with you all day for for two months? Or what did she think? Yeah, we're just gonna be in vacation mode 24-7. Well, because she gets vacation, but you don't. Like... And she doesn't get. You have clients. She doesn't need vacation. She has no homework, no bills, no clients. Yeah, I know. (laughs) At six and a half, like, it's not that hard anyway. It's not like she went through a really stressful finals season at school. Oh my God. College prep is coming at her, you know, like. No. So, yeah, I had to do a little sit down and explain what summer really means to her in our household. We do have like, a vacation coming up in a few weeks, so I just that'll had to be tell her, helpful. Like, hey, your job right now is to not complain about going to 
your childcare situation and then mommy can take a week off without doing work while we're uh yeah why well and yeah the world doesn't it's helpful for her to know like oh wait the whole world schedules don't revolve around me getting summer break like adults don't get summer break they really i wish we don't. did moms don't for sure no um okay you hinted at this already and that's what i'm gonna say one day i was feeling really punchy and i was like having all these ideas come to me and i think it's just like when my attention and my mood finally all everything it's like the the magical eclipse type of situation like all the stars literally aligned and it was like sending me inspiration like so the super I, flower blood moon yeah, yeah i guess so <laughs> super flower the blood age, moon eclipse it's like that the beginning of the the song the age of aquarius where <laughs> like yeah so it was that moment and inspiration struck and I decided to rip off the Band-Aid and start doing Instagram reels. And you guys know I'm not an ad early adopter, but I did them. And some of them are stupid. Actually, they're all stupid because it's supposed to be funny. But I thought, I'm just going to share funny stuff about being a designer. And hopefully it's going to be something that is funny for the designers who follow it, but also is kind of like humorous cautionary tales for potential clients. So they come in with realistic ideas, right? But the one where I was joking about when furniture is going to get here and it's set to the Taylor Swift song and it's, so it's going to be forever. <laughs> Girl, that shit blew up. And as of today, which you guys were in, we're in May here. So you guys will be hearing this much later, but it has 43,000. It went up to 43? It was at 30 yesterday. And you and I talked on Monday and it was yeah. like maybe going to hit 20. So is it I'm, just you guys, like, I'm a viral sensation. You are trending. <laughs> this is pretty, I joked that this is my peak you got. This is as good as it gets. <laughs> like, well, I think you're, you haven't peaked yet. We'll see. I mean, I'm excited for it, but yeah, reels. Has anybody really mixed do, it? No, no one's remixed it. How does it tell you if it does? Um, if someone uses your video to remix it, it does. But if someone just uses the audio, you don't get told anything. But I was like, oh, people are actually looking at these and other designers are sharing them. And so I feel like that's been fun. So shout out to those of you who've made your way over from Hot Young Designers Club following me through Instagram stuff. And then now you're here. Welcome. Yeah. I mean, I think your reels are really funny. I'm going to start sharing them on our on our Insta. Our HYDC Insta? Mm hmm Yeah, I'm having fun doing it. Even if no one's watching it, like, there's a few that only have, like, a thousand views. I'm like, whatever, you guys don't get it. It's genius. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand my art. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Um, what's, okay. what's your sizzle town sizzle town um my sizzle is okay the schlop is real i am constantly having the things and this might just be a well no it's not just me but i've always had this where i'm just like i always have things that i'm dragging from my car to my office whatever mm -hmm. so i saw somebody post about these bags called the hulkin bag and they're okay. basically like the, you know, famous, infamous blue Ikea bag. Like the, but, the material of it is kind of like that. 
The material's like that, but it's got something else that makes it structured and stabled. So st- structured and stable, so it stays upright. It's not just like, like keeps its shape. Yeah, it's not just like a floppy, floppy bag. Floppy bag. But it's on wheels, so it's shaped like a brown grocery bag. But they're mm-hmm. humongous, so they come in like four or five sizes. I have the medium and the large, and they like the medium fits two brown grocery bags full inside of it. And it's on wheels, and it folds up flat. It's super lightweight, so you could still carry it. So I've just been like carting this thing around with me like a weird bag lady. And I don't even care. Like I took it to an appointment at Ferguson (laughs) yesterday and I threw all my samples in my purse and my um, consultation. You don't make this your purse replacement though. It's not my purse replacement, but I'm definitely like scooting it around. And it's the best thing is it's like metallic gold. I mean, you're trying to make it fashion, but I'm still worried that this is going to be like the, once you stop living out of your purse, I'm going to have an interfrenchion with you. Like, (laughs) it's not my purse. Like, if you're like, oh, hold on, I have some tissues in my Hulkin bag. I'm going to be like, okay, girl, we're here to talk with you about your problem. (laughs) I have have 18 rolls of toilet paper in my Hulkin bag. No. Yeah. Do you guys want a Werther's? I have some in the bottom of the bag. (laughs) It's it's so big. Oh, oh, where's Cecily today? Oh, she's just in the bottom of the whole (laughs) bag. Like literally her and Desmond would fit in the big one. I mean, it's kind of cool that you are able to do that without breaking your back and causing like injuries, which is super bonus for the not so hot or young of us. I have, so I've been using like a, um, foldable milk crate you know those ones that like have a they have a suitcase handle on it and wheels but it's not heavy duty enough no so i was bringing tile samples to a client meeting and the thing is like about to break and it's janky so i feel like they could have written the like really hokey made for TV commercial ad with you in it of like tired of carrying everything. (laughs) And then you're like, you have this exasperated, Oh my God face as the bag bursts open and drops all your tile samples and you're jumping and holding your foot. Cause it landed on your toe is like, that's the joke. That's the moment that's happening. They sold and then, it. Yeah. Like the after me has my heels and I'm just like toting it behind me. Showing like, up to meetings all put together. And then you're at Hulk yeah. and bag pulling out per- beautiful samples. I use, so I use these Ikea um, trays that have lids on them and they stack. Yeah. I can't remember what they're called, but I have them everywhere. Well, and we will find it and link it. Because they're, yeah, they're really, they work for everything. They're really handy. I use them like so. Each of my clients gets one. I just throw samples in there as I'm working on it, and so those stack in the bottom. No problem. So I can, yeah. It's. I wish I had a coupon code, but I don't. So you guys, we'll link it. I might ask him get, for one. Get your bag lady on. Get it. And Do if you it. live in a big city, like Anaya, uh, messaged me that she like ordered one instantly. Oh, hey, shout out to Nia. Hey. Everyone following Nia White. <laughs> She's the best. Um, I love that journey for you. 
Yeah, and when you're installing, like, I swear, like, the big one, I could probably fit, like, 10 pillows in it. Yeah, well, and just, like, the stuff. I mean, it's easier for people to lift, carry, move. It's great for you to be able to shift from meeting to meeting and pull things out of the back of the car. And And they fold flat, so you don't have just this, like, giant stuff that you're storing in the meantime. I mean, it's better than you showing up with your wagon all the time, your flea market wagon. Which I do that too, yeah. (laughs) Designer life. Um, We should hop into today's show because it's just as as sassy. You guys, we are are going where no designer has gone before. We are just stop. Just stop, y'all. The next generation. Last time was part two, the remix. And uh, was part was it part two or part deux? Part deux, yeah, part deux. <laughs> so we're just gonna keep it going as the inspiration strikes. We gather these <laughs> random thoughts that we're like, oh, okay, this isn't really like meant for an episode. And we wait till we get a few ideas together, and then. We, we drop them in for you. Basically, it's just a long-running inside joke for us to come up with stupid titles and then <laughs> figure out what we always. We usually have. write we write the title yeah. first, and yeah. then we come up with the episode that's going to support it. <laughs> There's always things that we want to just tell people to just stop. So, you know, we are all, we're very opinionated. So, um, let's just get into. Let's start at the top. Okay. Okay, my just my first just stop is I need everyone to stop asking for a magic solution to a problem when you know very well it doesn't exist. And I usually call it unicorn hunting. Mm-hmm. For example, there was a designer asking for advice because an electrician had installed the switch box in a kitchen. So visually for you guys, the upper cabinets and lower cabinets line up to each other, but the switch box was lined up outside of that. So the backsplash was going to have to like cut through this weirdly placed switch box. Mm -hmm. So instead of the backsplash going in a straight line up to the top from the lower cabinets to the upper cabinets, the switch plate section was going to interrupt it. It was like the terminate, like the cabinets ended like it was like yes exactly and she was basically asking for some magic solution the question was what's the solution that would fix this without having them move the box girl there is not a magic solution for that you have to move the box it's not unheard of it happens quite a bit it's very normal it's too bad you didn't catch it during an electrical walkthrough but now that you found it, at least you caught it before they put up the backsplash and said, sucks to be you. Like, And it's like $100 or so, like, what are we talking here? It's not it's five not that ex- of a It's not a huge change order. Cut the, cut the drywall, move the box, put patch the drywall back. Like this, this shit happens. It happens everywhere. You have to fix it now. Hey, guess what? Next time, put it in your drawings so it's not on you to have to fix it. And it's not a change order because you can show the contractor, this is what the drawing called for. Why did you build it that way? Like, that's the easy part. So, sorry, girl, just stop. Like, no magic solutions. And just stop getting like 500 people involved. Yeah. 
Yeah, we don't need to hear about it. There's no magic solution. Fix it. You already wasted the time on posting it that you could have spent telling the contractor to do it. <laughs> done. Handle it. Just get it done. Okay, I have one that's kind of similar. Okay. Just stop asking what to do with the weird ass niches that contractors and architects installed in every freaking house built in 1980 to 1995. <laughs> and and <laughs> niches get stitches. <laughs> niches get stitches, bitches. Just stop. <laughs> there's no, there's one solution and it is not put a faux plant in it. Get some big baskets. Oh my God, no. The one solution is close fill it. it in and close <laughs> it the fuck up. That's the only solution. God. Close the niche. Close your mouth. Let's move on. God, just stop. <laughs> just stop. Stop asking. <laughs> hey, I have this project that has 20 foot ceilings in the entry and four random niches. Yes. What do I put in them? No, you don't Nothing. put anything. You don't put anything. Entry niches. I always, and you guys know, like I'm the, I'm calling it, I don't forget what you called it. The harbinger of taste or something. <laughs> the dictator yeah. of taste. Dictator. Harbinger sounds much more threatening, which yeah, it is. Is the idea of whenever I read someone who makes the suggestion, oh, it could look nice with a really big piece of art in it. I'm always like, you have no taste, no taste. Like, <laughs> nope. Just stop just stop nope and then they're like some dried reeds would look great nope nope i don't know like, where let's you not live draw but attention nope. to it unless there's oh. a real function like there are some niche situations that are yeah. intentional like your office like my bed like there's reasons for them and we created yeah. them for but these object. were just like what should we do with this big flat wall let's add some they put some niches on them and they threw them up and it's yeah and they're it's like three feet by eight feet long like nothing fits in there and no anything you do isn't gonna look good it and doesn't matter anything you just do stop asking there is i mean it's similar to yours there's no unicorn that's gonna strike a pose in there and look great so and drywall just... is so cheap oh you guys God. like the drywall and the painting is if if you put any quality level of decoration or anything into it it would have just been cheaper and easier to just wall it off and then use that budget for those accessories somewhere else in the room. like. And then just also just stop saying there's no budget for doing that. Then, then why are you don't asking? Take the, and don't take the job. If they can't fix their fucked up house, then don't take the job. And that's the hard part for designers is to be able to say, then we're not in a place to start. Call me when you have the budget to think about this. This I'm, is not yeah, what we're doing. I'm Let's work on another room right now then, instead of this room where you don't I'm have sorry the Sorry, the architects like, invented this, so. Yeah, but now you have it and it's in your home and call me when you have a couple thousand dollars in your budget to make room for it. We're not talking about shit tons of money here. Yeah, we're not talking about permits and getting- a It's drywall. <laughs> It's drywall and paint is what we're talking about. That's if you can't afford that, then then what are we talking about? Yeah. I don't understand. So just stop that too. Stop. Okay. Um, next, just stop. We need to just stop giving clients goods or merchandise without marking them up. You all, one, you're running. You're supposed supposed to be running a sustainable business which means that 
you need the money from markup revenue for when things go wrong. Maybe not that job, maybe not that table, maybe not that thing, but you're going to need it for something else. So yeah, maybe you marked up some side tables and those were perfect and those arrived great and the accessories were great, no damages. But then a couple projects down the road, you're going to have a sofa that arrives with the, a problem with the upholstery and you have to buy new upholstery. Or you make and a mistake that you do have to eat it. And yeah, you need. You need that revenue to fill that. And it's just, yeah, if fabric costs, if the fabric cost for us is $50 a yard, then yeah, you need to be much closer to doubling that price to $100 a yard when you sell it, you know, quote, to the client, because you need, one, you're going to need it for functionally to sustain your business. But two, you deserve to make money by having access to designer pricing. You are worth it. You deserve it. It's the benefit of you being a designer is you do not sell things at your discount. You need to be able to make money off of it. Yeah, it's the business model. And three, we should also be educating the world of clients what things actually cost. Oh, completely. Don't sell this version of, well, the real cost is the discounted price I get it at. No, clients should know that the MSRP price is where we're starting from. And if they get anything better than that, they should just be super excited. Yeah. And if, I mean, I usually, when I'm pricing things, put MSRP and then I'll give them like 10%, but I always make sure that they see it. So they know that I'm discounting from the real price. So they know what the real cost is. Yeah. And we have future episodes plan to talk about that. I only do that if I'm making, if I still have like 30 or 40% that I'm still making. Right. And I think that's where we will talk about that. We have plenty of that plan where we talk about strategies of pricing and models. And But that, but for now, you need to stop giving it away at designer cost pricing. Whatever you're getting it at is not right. And we're not talking about Pottery Barn to the trade with its 20% discount. We're talking about wholesale-based prices. If you're buying retail for clients, that 20% is automatically yours no matter what, take that in your pocket, period. Like I don't, yeah, if it's retail, I just let the client buy it. Yeah, because they can mess with the problems that they're going to have. Let them deal with the scheduling and returning and opening the boxes and let them do that. But for now, oh God, yeah. Like how long are you going to be on hold with CB2? Like just stop giving it away without marking it up. Start from there. Uh, Okay, just stop worrying about what other people are doing. Say it louder for the people in the back. Just stop (laughs) worrying about what other people are doing or not doing. So like these debates about designers versus decorators. Do you have a degree? Are you self-taught? If you're self-taught, do you have a right to do this work? Fuck off. Like if you have a degree and you're doing good work, stay in your lane and do your work. I don't have a degree. I do good work. I'm not trying to say that I have one or don't like no one's lying. Like you didn't fake a resume or anything. No. (laughs) And I don't take on things that I can't do or don't know about without the help of somebody who does. So don't worry about it. 
state requirements are different in each state. I know some states do, this does matter. Yes. So, okay, then that means they're falsifying, then they're breaking some kind of law. That's right. different. That's not but what But also, talking. is that your business? Like, you're going to whistleblow if, everybody? <laughs> right. What are you going to do? Go report everybody in your, like, that's, you know what, that, that's like, Sean and I have this joke about being petty, where if he's being petty, I call him Petty Lapone <laughs> or Petty LaBelle. <laughs> so that's a whole new level of petty. Like, and I if guess you do if that, were... like, just back off of the people. It's not your thing. Like, And just focus on building yourself up. Because if somebody, well, my point is, if somebody is running a bad business, it's going to get figured out. Someone's going to report them. They're going to... Yeah. Or they're going to have a bad lawsuit that goes awful at some point. Like, but in the meantime, don't let it stop you from doing great work. And stewing and getting so bitter. Like there was, this came up in a Facebook group and I started, I'm like, okay, she is bitter about this. Like it's really like in her cross. So I went to some of her other posts and they were all negative. So even if you are in the right quote unquote, or, You've got a point. It's still like you're just like poisoning yourself. Now you're poisoning other people, making them feel bad about what they're doing, even if they're not doing anything wrong. And it doesn't matter. There's room for all of us. We are all so busy. Like it doesn't serve you to be stuck on this. Like if you're spending time on this, you can't. That means you're spending less time focusing on the things you do really well and that you bring to your clients and you're constantly someone's going to pick up on that negative energy of like, oh, she's like a bitter Betty over these things. Like, well, we don't need more of that. on it. Yeah, bitter Betty needs to... Which means that a client would too, because you better believe if she's saying that, if a client was like, oh, I also spoke to so-and-so designer and they'd be like, oh, well, you don't want to work with her. You know, she doesn't have a degree or she she's self-taught. I went to blah, blah, blah. It's like, really, that's not going to be your selling point. No. Just focus on what you do well and sell that. Don't try to tear other people down. That's just not good juju. It's not good business. It's not a good look. Hey, hotties. Have you ever listened to the show and wished you could ask us questions? Well, we just opened up private coaching sessions. Now you can book one or two hour Zoom sessions with Rebecca and me. Together, we bring over 40 years of experience in our combined professional backgrounds to help you with marketing, finance, and business strategy. We're here to guide you on anything from branding to systems to the emotional guidance that you need to run your business. Book today at hotyoungdesignersclub.com slash coaching or use the book now button on our Instagram. We can't wait to meet you. In the same vein, just on the opposite side, also don't worry what other people are doing to make your, you feel bad about it. Like not everyone is out there killing it like they look like they are on Instagram. You don't know yes. what's really going on. So if they motivate you and inspire you, great. But if anyone makes you feel bad, block, delete, unfollow, yeah. whatever. Mute their posts. You don't need to see it anymore. Like, Yeah, so just stop. Just put your little blinders on and do your own do your own job. There's a lot of ways we can run these businesses. Yeah. I'm I'm here for that kind of put your head down and do your work type of mentality. Yeah. Like stop looking at the other kids' paper during the test. Like <laughs> yeah. we don't need to do that. So 
in that's in a similar vein to the bitter Bettys is can we all just stop complaining about the Instagram algorithm? Oh, that bitch. <laughs> she is a vindictive bitch, but yes. But it's okay. just like the algorithm is what it is. You have zero control. You're not going to get a, peti- a petition together and convince Facebook to change the Instagram al- algorithm. You adapt, adapt or die, bitches. Like, yeah, happy Hunger Games. Like, get it together. <laughs> you do have control. You can either opt out and just find a different way to market yourself right. or stop complaining. Yeah, we don't own Instagram. And guess what? It's free. We don't pay to be part of it. So we got to get over this idea. Like you can't do anything about it. So stop complaining about the algorithm. It is what it is. The algorithm does not need to dictate how you interact with people or your audience online. So you don't have to follow the, oh, I got to do this post and this much. And I got to be on the, you don't got to do anything. Do what you do. Your people will find you. It's fine. Learn about it. Like, I think it's helpful to learn about what the algorithm may or may not like. And if it suits you, you can adapt. But uh, it likes reels. It really likes Instagram reels. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. And I know that. And I don't feel like doing them right now. So I'm like, whatever. I'm not complaining about it. I barely have gotten any growth in the last few months because yeah. I'm not doing what it needs, but I'm also, I don't care. I don't need to feed that. If it doesn't serve me, I don't need to feed it and complaining about it will do nothing. Also in the same vein of the complain train, you can, this is how just <laughs> stop gets going. You guys, I am so done with the designers who are out there complaining about the internet and online shopping ruining the design business oh yeah you guys this is not fucking 1994 anymore we we're decades past the invention of online commerce at this point we're (laughs) we're more than 20 years in stop it's you would never look at a car from 20 years ago and then go uh gps ruined automobiles uh Safety warnings ruined. You would never, you would never do this stuff. (laughs) We need to stop complaining about it because guess what? Cars ruined the horse business, but we're not complaining (laughs) about that. So stop complaining about. Stop complaining about that. Yeah, the people that did like literally just eat my dust as the (laughs) Model T chugged on past. Yes, like. We can't be focused on what business used to be and still be focused on where we're going and how we're going to survive and do better and grow from it. So yeah, great. If your business used to do so much better, but now it's not because of online shopping or whatever, then you're selling the wrong thing. You're no longer selling what people are looking for. You're going to be like, there's that in my town, these little shops where they were family owned through the fifties and sixties and they've never adapted. And you can tell that like once grandmama dies, they're gone because you're like, they're not selling anything. They might make 50 bucks in a day. There's like a little cake decorating shop that sells little like 
cake topper things and they they have zero online presence they're going to be gone we must have like like rent control or something well, they, yeah, they own their space in the building and oh. they probably bought it in the 50s or 60s. So now it's super cheap. The real estate and the taxes are so cheap. And it's just these like three old women who live in there with like cake, cake pans and cake oh, toppers. I want to go in there. It's so everything's covered in dust. The bags are like yellowed plastic. Like mm. it honestly is like where they kept the decorations in the original boxes, but some of the plastic has started to age and they're like, it's still good. We can sell it. And you're just like, you guys are dead. You're already dead and you don't know it. Like once, so you're, once one of you is gone, shop. like yeah. and this is the thing with designers complaining about how, Oh, I used to be able to sell so much more merchandise before online shopping or now this or now it's like, then you're selling the wrong thing. Well, and I think it's okay to again have the awareness of what's happening there's change afoot mm-hmm. more in the way it was but then yeah move on you have to adapt yeah you're selling to the wrong client then if your client sure. was was now taken by online shopping who's your next clientele your ideal right. clientele because a lot of people don't have time for all that yeah so just and, stop complaining about it and there's certain vendors that are kind of slippery and sneaky and yeah, they mm-hmm. don't serve the trade like they used to. So don't support them anymore. Yeah. There are find, still, a, find a new one. Find, find a new one. That, I think that's the part of the adapting is who's your new ideal clientele then? Who are your ideal vendors? It's time to time to change that. Like it's not working. Let's not let's not fall victim to it then. I want to see the designers be successful, reinvent the way they operate their business to make it functional for this lifetime and not be the sad cake decorating shop. Like, And just stop using fax machines. Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) let's see what my last just stop. I think you're really gonna give me some high fives on this one. Just Mm -hmm. stop not getting paid in full on... (laughs) Hallelujah. What? I mean, how does this still happen? We still hear about it. I see that. it. The horror stories of like, oh my God, I just installed everything and they're, they, they owe me $20,000 and they don't like it or they found better pricing. And it's what? like, wait, what? You put that on your credit card and installed <laughs> it and now you want your check? I mean, what's their motivation to do it? I, I don't know. Is do you think this is a naivety thing? Like, uh, they just think that people are going to be honest and pay them. Like, do they? Do people still believe in the goodness of people's hearts? Type of thing. Is that maybe? I think we're it's just... a little bit of like a different industry standard of you don't pay for things until you have them. But okay. but that's like more of how the world normally works with goods right like you don't pay for a banana until someone gives you the banana i don't know why i said banana i don't know but okay you're not going to be like hey i want i want that banana here's my money and then in 16 four weeks it grows and you get it delivered that's not normal for for some industries but others you order our industry this is the standard and you just need to do it that way. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, we are not a bank. Like that's what a lot of 
the, that's a lot the of designers are smart and say like, we're not banks. This is the client's job is to pay us for it. I mean, you go online, you shop from Amazon, they charge you unless you're pre-ordering, right? And that kind of makes sense, but you're not pre-ordering they this. They don't charge until like, they ship though, most, or online merch. Merchants aren't supposed yeah. to charge. But we can't, we can't live like that. Like we can't, vendors won't take the orders unless we pay for them. We, we need to pay for them. If clients don't understand that, tell them. Hey, I'd love to order this sofa for you, but you have to pay me so I can. Yeah. And there's no returns either. There are a lot of different policies that don't exist in the rest of the retail world. So this is a high-end luxury service. A lot of times we're ordering customized pieces Mm -hmm. that are not returnable. This is a whole different thing and you need to sell it to your clients properly and get paid before you make one purchase order. Yeah. And get again, part of that getting paid in full is it already includes your markup. Like, oh, not the not cost of goods. Like it has to have everything. No. Yeah. Yes. Full payment, everything included. Get as much as you can. Get too much. You guys get get extra. Have your buffers for shipping and receiving and all of build in some numbers to that. So that way, if someone does try to get uppity with it and they don't want to pay something, they've already fronted so much money that they're going to be really nice to you about it. Because guess what? You're holding any potential refunds or overpayments, oh, not them. You are a bank. I mean, keep the extra. That's what retainers are. That's why I love retainers is get a good chunky retainer. So that way they have to play nice with you if they want to get that back too. It's like, great, we're happy to refund your overpayment from the retainer once you've paid for all those goods in full. <laughs> like, <laughs> Right. Otherwise, they're shit out of luck, not you. Yeah, so 100% paid in full on product. Yes. I mean, and I good... wait until it gets deposited and accepted into my bank. Like, And then on that note as well, get paid with a check. Do not take a credit card for product because that shit can get canceled. I don't know if we've talked about that before, but horror stories are out there. I know. I think I I, their credit card company. I understand the risks after having worked at the bank. There, there are a number of risks involved with it. I can understand it for, I, I know there's a school, different schools of thoughts around it, but I prefer to just have, full payment. They can send me a wire. They can give me a check, but I get, I get paid. And otherwise you got to go through the whole deal of proving it. There is a really small percentage of cases that are actually approved for goods. Cause it, you have to prove as the merchant that you actually sold and gave them the goods. Um, but in the meantime, but, it's a paperwork has like a complete headache and it can like tie up your books. So yeah, if you're short on capital or you don't have a big reserve built into it, that's really going to mess you up when someone does try to dispute a $40,000 furniture claim. That's going to that could cripple your business. So if your business is in a place where you have sufficient capital to to back up things like that, great, do it. Otherwise, I would say work at a scale that's more achievable. Yeah, so get a check in full I actually take credit cards for my service time, my design fees, but that's just me that's out. I don't have a a bill that's due. Yeah, Um, it's a smaller percentage of 
those like furnishing purchases. Yeah. So let's, let's just stop that. It's like, again, with the industry standard of it all, like we need to elevate and like all be in this together and not have weird rogue situations that I don't know, makes us all look bad and shady. I mean, it does look weird when, if there's two or multiple designers in the same area and one of them's like, oh yeah, I don't charge till you get it. And then everyone else is around there going, well, we don't do that. It makes everyone else start to look weird. Not, yeah. not it, it makes the exception look like the norm, which is not how we want it to be. So I think right. a lot of it just comes down to the savviness of you have to show that you're just as savvy of it's a risk to you. That's why we don't do it. Yep. And just be confident with your ask and people just do it. And they just explain it all up front. Like I don't have issues with that because I just tell people from the beginning, this is how it works. Mm -hmm. This is how it works. We're going to order stuff. You're going to pay for it. Bam. And then you're going to get it delivered and you're going to love it. Bam. And then you're going to just stop. <laughs> just stop. People. I think. We're here to this help. This is a good. This is this is what we do. We're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> I mean, this is our this is our time to get on the complaint train. I guess like we really try to limit how often we do that. So these are our <laughs> these are our special exemptions. Of yeah. Our Welcome to our group therapy session. Thank you all so much for being here. We love you. We love to hear back too. If you have your own just stop ideas, please. Send, yes. that, send them to us. Write them in because you know we love a good cautionary tale. And hopefully we're going to see some of you start planning your trips for High Point in the fall. We'd love to see you there too. Mm -hmm. And until next time. Stay hot, designers. Thanks for joining this meeting of the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Check out the show notes there for links to things we talked about today. We are keeping the conversation going on Instagram, so don't forget to like, comment, and follow at Hot Young Designers Club. You can find Rebecca on Instagram at Studio Plum. And you can find Sean at Renstead Interiors. That's W-R-E-N-S-T-E-D. And just stop disclosing what our wholesale prices are. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, mean it. Mm, smooches. Thanks. Mm -hmm. <laughs>